Welcome to the 144.1 Firearms and Training Podcast, a podcast about everything firearms. I am your host, Justin Timms. All right, guys, welcome back to the 144.1 Firearms and Training Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Timms. I'm the lead instructor here. And uh, what we're going to do today, we're going to talk about some questions from listeners. Yes, we got a few of those. Um, if you have any questions for us, please feel free to comment on any of our posts on Facebook, on the podcast. You can call us at 864-201-9275. If you want to take a class from us, our next South Carolina Concealed Weapons Permanent class is on November 28th at 9 a.m. You need to get with me about that. Once again, my number is 864-201-9275. All right, so our first question is, uh, what gun would you use if you could only have one gun and why would you use that gun so if i can only have one gun for me it's going to be a combination of a few guns honestly because uh i'm not going to just pick one gun and tell everybody to go buy that gun basically i'm going to give you a range of options so for me i like the glock 17 that's actually what i carry it's a full-size nine millimeter uh if you don't like the full-size guns. Glock also has a Glock 19. It's the exact same gun. It's just a little bit smaller frame, smaller slide. It uh, It's a very good gun as well. I just personally like the 17. So, for me, I would have the Glock 17. Yes, I know the Glocks are a little bit expensive. They're about five to $600. Yes, I do know that. Um, personally, though, I like the Glocks. I like the feel of them. Some people don't like the grip angle. I personally do. I do like the grip angle. It feels more natural for me, for my size hands. I do like Glocks. Um, I also like the way it feels whenever you shoot the gun. It doesn't have a lot of recoil because of that extra uh, length on the slide. And honestly, it holds 17 plus one rounds if you count the one in the chamber. So that's 18 total rounds. I like that a lot because um, if you do end up getting into a shootout, you want as many rounds as you can have. That gun also, it's not going to uh, have a malfunction very often at all that gun you might be able to get you know a thousand rounds out of before that gun has a malfunction um the glocks are very good very reliable guns you won't have any problems out of those so that's one another reason why i like them because for the extra money yes you are going to pay you know an extra two hundred dollars for a glock however you're not going to have to deal with a malfunction which is a big issue if you ever do get into a firefight because you are going to have to deal with that and ha- know how to take that magazine out, know how to deal with that malfunction, possibly have to get behind cover, duck, and have to deal with all this. So, yes, I do like the Glocks because you're not going to have to deal with a malfunction if you keep that gun properly cleaned, properly oiled, and you just maintain it and practice with that gun. Now, sticking with that same price range, I also like these SIGs. They're a little bit heavier, a little bit bulkier gun. Um, however, they are very modular. You can put anything you want to on that gun. You can put a red dot. You can put a flashlight. You can, Honestly, you can take out the entire action and put it in a different frame because the only uh, serial number part is the actual action of that gun. So you can actually take out that entire frame and put it on a whole other, or that entire action and put it on a whole other frame that fits your hands a little bit better for that gun. Now, With the P320, I like it very, very much. I'm actually going to buy myself one. I've had an opportunity to shoot that gun. I put about 600 rounds through it. No malfunctions whatsoever. It is a great gun. 
Now, a lot of people used to talk about how the uh, triggers would accidentally get uh, engaged. Now, SIG has actually come out and fixed that with this new generation of the P320. So you don't have to worry about the triggers. You don't have to worry about any of that. The triggers are very good on these guns now. So with that, I like the P320s. I'm going to get myself one soon. Um, I personally like those guns. They're bigger. They're bulkier. I don't like how the, uh, what is called the trigger reach on that is a very long trigger reach. So if you have smaller hands, it's not going to work out for you. The grip angle on the SIG P320 is also very good. I like it. Uh, it comes with a holster as well and two magazines. That's another plus. You get a holster with it. Um, personally, I would carry this outside the waistband. I like outside the waistband better than I do inside the waistband for concealed carry because, um, honestly, it's just easier. It's comfortable. And if you keep it with a good holster, you can't really tell that somebody's carrying if you're needing to be able to conceal it so having said all that the sigs and the glocks are very good guns the glock 17 or the glock 19 would be the one that i would have if i could only have one and then also the sig p320 now getting a little bit cheaper i would also like to say that the smith and wesson mmp 2.0 those are very good guns i like them in nine millimeter all these guns i like in nine millimeter this because it's a very common round you can find it in a lot of gun stores will carry that. Um, it's just a very good round. And honestly, the military uses it. So if they use it, it's obviously good. So for that, the round is very good. So I like those. Um, but getting back to the gun it is the Smith & Wesson M&P 2.0. They make this gun in a few different types of configurations. They make them with a safety, without a safety. They make them with the, uh, I think it's the 2.0 EZ. Those are very good as well, especially for our ladies in the, that are listening. Um, those guns range about $300 to $400, depending on where you get them and what time of the year you get them. Right now, I saw one. It's ridiculous right now, but I saw one for $600. I'm not going to say where, but personally, I would not buy it for $600 just because when that gun came out, it was $300. So, like I said, I would like that gun. It's, uh, it's very good. It has a very good trigger pull. Um, it's also easy to load. That's why they call it the uh, EZ. Um, the loading on that is very easy. However, it only holds eight rounds. Now, if you get the Smith & Wesson 2.0, that's not the EZ. It does, cover, uh, it does carry 15 plus one. So now you're carrying a 16-round pistol. I like that a lot better because, like I said, if you ever need it, you will be good because you have the extra rounds. Um, the grip angle on that one is very good. Uh, we've had a lot of those come to our classes. Once again, we offer concealed carry classes. We offer NRA basic pistol courses. Uh, you name it, if it's a pistol course, we offer it. If we don't offer it, we will learn it, and we will offer it. So, like I said, we have a lot of classes here, and the Smith & Wessons, they have come a lot to our classes. Those guns are very good. I don't think we've had a single malfunction out of the Smith & Wessons that wasn't operator error. Um, like I said, they're very good guns. We've had a lot of those. We haven't had a lot of SIGs, and we haven't had a lot of Glocks. Mainly, I think, because of the price point. A lot of people just don't want to break down and spend you know, 600 bucks on a gun, especially if it's the first time they're ever buying a gun. 
Uh, we've had a couple of those chamber the uh, Smith and Wessons. We have a couple of those chambered in uh, forty. I personally, I like forty if it's a full size gun. However, I don't like it in a compact just because you don't have a lot of grip on those guns. You don't have a lot of uh, barrel length to help with the recoil. So like I said, I like all these guns in nine millimeter. So there's also one more gun. It is the Ruger SR9. That gun is a great gun. I've had a couple of those come to my classes. I liked it so much with the people who were shooting them that I actually asked if I could shoot a couple rounds through it because it was that nice of a gun. Um, with that, Ruger offers that gun for about four to five hundred bucks. That gun is very good. It has a good trigger reach on it, a good trigger pull, nice and crisp. It uh, also has the good um, grip angle on it. You don't have to try and you know maneuver the gun. It fits really good in your hand. I like it a lot. Now, some people won't like that gun, but like I said, I have told you a few guns that you can get that are very good, and I think you'll also like those guns as well. Now, the reasons I like these guns over other guns like the Taurus uh, P, whatever it is, PT-11 Millennium or whatever, that gun's actually a very good gun as well. You can get it for about 300 bucks. The only reason why I didn't put that gun in this is because it does have a few uh, malfunctions. It's a very good gun, though. If you want to buy that and just have something to you know, practice with, or you were look, looking for a gun just to carry, I do you know, recommend that gun to some people, especially with 9mm, because that gun, like I said, it is a very good gun. However, it was did not make my list of guns that if I could only have one, which one would it be? Now, for the Glocks, the Sigs, the Smith & Wessons, and the Rugers, those guns are very good. We didn't have, like I said, any malfunctions out of those guns in our classes. And uh, I really like it when we don't have malfunctions because it saves time, honestly. But However, we do know how to fix those malfunctions. So if you come to one of our classes and we have malfunctions, we can get those fixed very quickly for you. Now, all of these guns are very easy to load. They uh, make them easier for that reason. Uh, they all carry around the same amount of ammunition, 15 to 18 I think the Ruger carries a little less. I think it carries 12. It's still got a good amount of ammo in the gun. Anything to me over 10 is very good, and I like that a lot better than you know some guns that only carry 8. Like I said, the Shield EZ, I don't recommend that gun unless you're just looking for something easy to load. That's the only reason why I would recommend that gun because, like I said, it is very easy to load. And they're also in the price range of all of these guns are. Of between three fifty to six hundred dollars, so they're you know pretty fairly priced, and you can find them anywhere. That's also why I picked these guns instead of a few others that are good guns. Just you know you can't find them. So on to our second question today. Uh, secondly, we have how do you feel about carrying a spare mag? Personally, I carry a spare mag. I like carrying a spare mag just in case you ever need the extra ammunition. And honestly, it's 17 plus one in the gun for me because I carry a Glock 17. And then you have that extra round or the extra magazine. So that's another 17. So in my case where I'm carrying the Glock 17, if I have an extra mag plus I do the magazine that's in the gun and the bullet that's in the chamber, that's 18 rounds in the gun. And then 17 rounds on me. So that's a total of 35 rounds. 
So if anything ever came down that I needed that, I would have it. However, uh, one thing is the stats on that on civilian gunfights show that you don't really need the extra magazine because civilian gunfights are typically, you know, just a few rounds, just a couple good rounds, not very many. And uh, you don't really need it. However, I do think that you should carry one just in case. Now, to talk about holsters for those uh, spare magazines and even your guns, um, I use a works holster for my Glock 17. It is a very good holster. It comes ready to go for a gun with a red dot, for a flashlight, and for suppressor height sights. So for that, they are very good because they're only about 60 bucks. You can get one on their website or at Amazon, depending on where you want to go for it, then inside the waistband and outside the waistband. I am not sponsored by Works. However, if they decide they want to sponsor me after this, I would take it. I also use a horizontal uh, magazine holster just for the reason of is easier to carry and easier to conceal. You don't have the magazine poking into you like you would if you carried it vertically. So I carry horizontal. I carry it about the 1030 range on my belt. If you don't have a good gun belt, you need to get one. You can get one for like $20, guys. So just go ahead and get a good gun belt. About an inch and a half to two inch wide belt will do. And um, like I said, it'll make carrying a gun and also carrying the magazine or anything else you carry on that belt a lot easier. Like I said, there is a difference in a gun belt and a dress belt. Get you a good gun belt, get you a good dress belt. Use the dress belt for whenever you are going out. Use the gun belt for whenever you want to carry a gun on you. Now, the holster I use, I use it um, with the bullets facing down towards the ground. So if anything were to happen, one goes off. You know, if that happens, hopefully it doesn't. It goes to the ground, doesn't hit anything vital, goes to the ground. So, like I said, I carry horizontal. About the 1030 range is very easy to conceal. No one's going to see it because it's in front of me. So if it does happen and go and I need that, I can easily just dump the magazine, pull it out, grab it, we're good to go, load it back into the gun. So yes, I do like a spare magazine. Now, uh, for our third question is, do you carry inside the waistband or outside the waistband? I actually think I accidentally already answered this question. Personally, I like to carry outside the waistband. It depends on where I'm going, though, and also what I'm wearing. If I'm wearing just a pair of shorts or pants, T-shirt, I'm probably going to carry inside the waistband. However, if I'm carrying a gun, if I'm going to church, let's put it this way. I'm on the security team at church. If I'm going to church, I'm going to carry that outside the waistband because I'm going to have on a dress shirt. It's going to be untucked. And it's also going to be able to cover up that gun. So I carry outside the waistband in the works holster. Now, I carry, like I said, outside the waistband if I'm going to church. If I'm wearing that extra button-up t-shirt, yes, I'm probably going to be carrying outside the waistband. However, here in South Carolina, we do not have open carry. So for that, I, uh, I have to have that gun covered up. Now, once again, if I'm carrying inside the waistband, however... The magazine holster is still outside the waistband just because it makes it a lot easier to conceal. And honestly, like I said, it's not poking into you. So for that, like I said, I like to carry outside the waistband. But if you cannot carry outside the waistband, you need to carry inside the waistband. It's okay. Just get you a good Kydex holster. 
they make a lot of nice ones nowadays. They're made to fit your gun, made to fit it. If you have a flashlight on them or a red dot, they're made to fit that if you buy the correct one. So to answer that question, I'll do both. However, like I said, I do prefer outside the waistband just because it is easier and it is more comfortable. You don't have the gun poking into your hip, into your side, wherever you got to carry that. And also, if you like to carry appendix, you don't have to worry about that gun going off inside your pants. And if you're a man, you know why I say that. It's because, you know, if you're carrying outside the waistband, it's going to be on your hip. But it makes it a lot easier. So to move on past all of our questions, they were good questions. Like I said, guys, if you have any questions for me, please contact me, message me on Facebook on the 144.1 Firearms and Training um, business page. So if you have any questions, like I said, let me know. I will answer those questions in a podcast, and we'll get back to you. Hopefully you'll listen to it. I will also let you know if I'm going to make a podcast on those questions, and most likely I will, so you'll be okay. Uh, If you want to get a class from us, we are, once again, at 864-201-9275. We have a class on November 28th. That is our next one that we have any openings for. Um, It's a South Carolina concealed weapons class. I like that class a lot. If you want to get in it, we do still have a few openings for it. So, guys, to get to our Supreme Court nomination hearing, this woman, Amy Coney Barrett, is putting it to those senators. I like this woman a lot. She seems to be with the questions that she has answered Seems to be very pro-gun, very pro-life. I like this woman a lot. I think that she will help change the Supreme Court for the better because, honestly, the Supreme Court has been scared to hear a uh, Second Amendment case because of Chief Justice John Roberts. Um, Not picking on that man. He seems like a great man. Not picking on his character. However, he has here lately been siding with the liberals a lot more on cases, so our conservative judges have been very uh, scared for that reason to go and hear a uh, Second Amendment case because they don't want our Second Amendment to be taken away. And if John Roberts decided to side with the liberals on the court on a Second Amendment case, it would diminish our Second Amendment as it already has been diminished. So call your senators, tell them they need to get Amy Coney Barrett confirmed or they will not get your vote if they don't do it before election day. Like I said, this woman's awesome, though. She ended up going, she was asked what was on her notepad. And by the the senator, he asked, or he said that I'm sure he can answer all the questions if he had a notepad to be reading off of and was at, or asked her to hold it up. She held it up, and there was nothing on it. She was asked if... Anything was on it, and she said, yes, the letter or the head stamp saying U.S. uh, Senate. Like I said, guys, you just can't make this stuff up. She seems to be very knowledgeable, very constitutional as well, which is a great thing, once again, because the Supreme Court decides if rulings are actual constitutional. And for that, it helps out a lot to have a justice that is constitutional on the Supreme Court. So um, with that said, let's go ahead and move on because I think that Amy Coney Barrett should just go ahead and be confirmed. So once again, the uh, rest of the ACC seems to 
not be anything to match up for Clemson with uh, Miami, the ACC's what would probably have been the second best team, given that Clemson was number one and Miami was number seven. Um, Clemson whooped up on Miami, forty-two to seventeen. I mean, my goodness gracious, that was ridiculous to be able to whip up on the team that is number seven in the nation. I know Clemson's number one, and they, I believe, they were rightfully there, but dang, they got beat up by my by Clemson. Now, I watched a little bit of that game. I uh, was hoping Miami would be able to make that game, you know, interesting for someone who was not a fan of either team, and honestly, they didn't. So, Clemson had that game from the start of the game. Miami didn't have a chance at any point in time. Uh, Clemson was just rolling the entire game. It was 42-17 to in the favor of Clemson. And, uh, like I said, they – Rightfully deserve that number one spot. Um, I wish they would. I know this year they can't, but I wish that the ACC had a little bit more teams in it other than just Clemson, uh, Miami. They fell in the rankings. I'm not really sure where they're at now, but uh, they did fall in the rankings. And, guys, I don't know what to tell you because that's just rough. Get beat that bad, and you're supposed to be the seventh best team in the country. Um Clemson, like I said, wish they played some better teams, but, I mean, you can't really ask them to play any better because they were playing what everybody thought was the seventh best team in the country. And, uh, and they held their own 42-17. to 17. Clemson wins. Uh, to get on to it, we are going to go to South Carolina because, once again, I live here in South Carolina. Um, South Carolina football finally pulled out a win. Uh, looked a little hairy at the beginning. However, they were able to pull it out 41 to, I believe it was 7. And uh, like I said, they, they whipped up on Randy. They had two drives that were one play each. South Carolina did. Both of them resulted in a long touchdown run. Uh, one was for, I believe, 48 yards, and the other was for 88 yards. Both of those runs were made by running backs, or one of them was honestly a quarterback that used to be a or a guy that used to be a quarterback, and now I believe he's playing receiver. But uh, like I said, they both teams ended up going, Clemson and South Carolina, getting the win. Both of them scored in the 40s, and hopefully you know, South Carolina will be able to do something this year. Uh, now that they are back, as far as in the win column, uh, South Carolina takes on Auburn this week, and I'm not sure what the uh, lines are on that game. However, I – Personally, think given that the uh, refs had to give the game to Auburn this past week, I personally believe that South Carolina might be able to pull out a win. I hope they do because, like I said, I'm a South Carolina fan. Uh, Clemson said, so "I'm not sure who they play this week." However, given their schedule, they're four and zero. I believe it is now. Yes, they're four and zero. I said, I believe Clemson's going to be able to go undefeated again this year. And honestly, I hope they do. Clemson's a good team. Um, they play Georgia Tech this week. We don't have a time. Um, Georgia Tech guys, is, you know, they're still being able to try and get building up from the Paul Johnson era because they have a new coach this year, and he wanted to go to a uh, more pro-style offense, which I think Georgia Tech needed. Um, Clemson's probably going to win this game big. Probably going to win 
somewhere in the 52 to 7 ballpark, I'm going to say. So, like I said, I hope Georgia Tech makes it a game, but I don't look for it to be one this week for Clemson. However, now for the South Carolina-Auburn game, I expect that to be a dogfight from the beginning of the game. I expect South Carolina to come out hot like they have every week this season. And uh, I believe Auburn is going to be able to score on South Carolina because the defense for South Carolina has been good. However, they have been a little suspect at times. The offense as well has been suspect for South Carolina in a few games this year. So, like I said, I think South Carolina pulls up the win. I think it's going to be somewhere in the 31-24 to ballpark for the game. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I think South Carolina wins, but it's a toss-up for this one for me. So, I'm going with South Carolina and Clemson winning both this weekend. Um, I hope I'm right. I hope I'm right on the score. Uh, Guys, if you like this podcast, please uh, listen to it. Some more, tell your friends, share it, do all that good stuff. All right, guys. So, like I said, if you want to take a class from us, we offer concealed weapons permanent courses here at 144.1 Firearms and Training. We uh, offer NRA Basics Pistol Shooting courses. We actually have one of those in a week and a half now. I'm looking very forward to that particular course. We also, like I said, we have the uh, South Carolina Concealed Weapons Permit course on November 28th. That is our next course that we actually have any openings for. If you'd like to get into that course, you can reach us at 864-201-9275. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook or any of the social media apps. We are on them all. We are on uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, Parler. Like I said, you name it, we're pretty much on it. Uh, you can be able to get all of our content. You can also find us on YouTube, by the way. Uh, to be able to get all of our content, follow us on all of those if you have them. Uh, most everything is going to be on Facebook or Instagram and um, LinkedIn. Uh, if you are a connection with us on LinkedIn, you will receive $10 off if you want to take a concealed weapons course. So be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn. Uh, be sure to also like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. So you'll be able to see all of our content. And uh, like I said, guys, this is going to be the end here. Uh, tune in next week for our next podcast. I don't know what it's going to be on yet. So just, like I said, like and follow us and be able to see everything. So once again, this is Justin Timms with 144.1 Firearms and Training. Hope you all had a good one.